Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it. Yes. You are in. Hey, a shout out to this episode's sponsor, gtsurf.org. They help pay the bills and make this podcast free for you. That's gtsurf.org. And you're saying, who's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. gtsurf.org, planning and riding the most important waves of your life. And whether you have surfed a wave or not, your life is a lot like surfing. You will have waves of a lifetime and then wipeouts where you nearly drown. And each day and wave can be different. Now, for most... Your life and certain goals have been very hard or even impossible thus far to achieve. And on the flip side, maybe you're feeling pretty good and cocky. And if so, if you're more good the cocky side, then you haven't been crushed by a big wave yet, or at least for a while. And big wave or not, your heart tells you you are missing something. GTSurf.org teaches you how to plan and ride the waves of life. More important, how to ride the waves you didn't see coming. You start with the little waves and you work your way up to the big ones for your ultimate life goals. Discovering and living your true purpose. Time to up your game. Check them out at gtsurf.org. Yes, you are in. You're back. Woo. Worrying is futile. (laughs) Don't believe me? Okay. It is inevitable at times, but it's also futile. So this is what we tackle today. We're getting into it. Of course, we got the play today. Dr. Crawford Loritz, if you haven't heard him before. Wow. Excellent message. More details to follow. Here you go. The play of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Swung on. And hit in the air to right. <laughs> and that ball is gone. And chances. All the worry in the world produces little in the way of achievement, is what he's saying. You sitting down worrying about your, your, your life expectancy, worrying about, uh, well, I want to get taller. I want to live more. I want to do this. And I wonder if I can stretch this out. I wonder if I can do it. And you're worrying about when, and when is this all going to happen? Jesus said, that's, that's just futile. And if it can't change things, then why do we engage in it? We can't change what we can't control is what Jesus is saying. Only God can. Only God can. And down in verse 32, after Jesus talks about uh, uh, food and clothing and being anxious about these things, he draws this conclusion in verse 32. He says, for the Gentiles seek after all these things. What does he mean by Gentiles here? Uh, All the non-Jews seek after all these things. I think in context what he's talking about is that people who don't have a relationship with God, they are obsessed with the tangible. Because they're uncertain about heaven, they're uncertain about life after death, they get worried about hoarding, they get worried about collecting, they get worried about prolonging, they get worried about fixing. So to worry about these material things is to live like unbelievers, is what Jesus is saying. Those who don't know God's heart and character. We know his heart. 
We know his character. And God's love and care is not theoretical. It is not just something that we say all the time. Well, God will take care of us. Well, God will take care of us. Well, God will take care of us. No, he does take care of us. Now, for the most part, and I know there's some exception to this, a child never... All right, there you go. Uh, that is Dr. Loritz, Brian's father. I'll have full details on that message for those that want the whole thing. It's so good. It's so good. And these guys are pretty versed. And I know better too. I had shared earlier on our concern on finances uh, before we before we jumped in on this. I know God's ultimately got control. I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the tougher times when they hit. Uh, but some of you, though, I wouldn't say I'm bogged down with worry, but I, I I do I I do get anxious on what I want to do better and and where I want to to further step up. And everyone has something in their life that they're they're trying to improve. And the overall, again, theme is you control what you can control, but what good does it do to worry about what you can't control? Pastor Rick Warren says, you either are going to worship or worry, at least if you're a believer. If you're a believer, then you're best, you, every time you worry, if you're really wise, you're going to convert it to worship, whether that's listening to, to music to calm your soul, um, or it's just flat out just praying. Whenever that worry bogs you down, then you're going to lift it to God and say, "God, this is starting to overwhelm me again. This is starting to this is starting to bog me down again. I'm lifting it to you. I don't like this. I don't understand this. Would you help me better understand it, etc." So, we're going to lift this up for uh, some fried dude reaction, more of them and uh, less of me. Uh, who's got Who's got first? So I spoke, I preached two two days ago, and I was feeling pretty empty. And I was, I was sitting in the back room right before I was about to preach, and everyone's worshiping. And I'm sitting there praying to God, and I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about what I'm going to say. And then I start looking over my outline, and all of a sudden my my mind just goes blank. Like I completely forget everything that I was going to say. And I start panicking. I'm like, I'm supposed to go up there in like a minute or two. And I start panicking. And then I get this image of, of Peter when Jesus is out on the water and Peter steps out on the water mm. and he takes a couple steps and he's on the water walking as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. But as soon as he started looking at the wind and the waves and all of that garbage, he started to sink. And I just felt Jesus go, get out of this room and worship me. Get your eyes on me. And so I stepped out of the room and I just put my hands up. Even though I didn't feel him, I put my hands up and I just started praising him. And immediately this confidence just rushed over me and I could just feel myself where I was sinking underneath the waves. I, I started standing up again and I started reaching out for Jesus. And, and even though I was up on the stage and I did not feel good when I was up there, I, I trusted him and I took those steps and a lot of good has actually come out of it. And it's not because of me, it's because of him. That's right. Yeah, and Casey, well, by the way, I had that message queued up that's going to go after this. The, the next deeper will be posted. And I was so touched by it. I know Milkman, if he's able to speak up the same thing where 
I want every youth to hear this message. Uh, that, that, that's where it was. But also where he said in after, because you thought, you thought you stumbled and failed where, where you didn't. So anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll, go ahead. Yeah, I, I actually, I went home and I, I started repenting. I, I thought that I, it was supposed to be a message that was to lift people up out of their junk. And I felt like I just brought a bunch of negativity into the room <laughs> and put weight on them that I shouldn't have. And, and I, I even told God, I don't think I ever want to go back up on stage because I don't want to hurt anyone. Oh, well, uh, one and done, I got you in the queue on the deck. Let me just say this. You did tackle some tough stuff. And I, I think it will rub certain people the wrong way, but not for the right reasons. So um, is that you, Milkman? Whoever, whoever's in the car, could you mute? For sec. All right. Sorry about that, listener. I, I, I was just gonna say, um, yeah, it, it, it. But what, what? Well, we'll, we'll break it down a bit later. But bottom line is, it has to do with Rod's comment the week before. Like fifty percent, whoever's gonna win this election, someone's gonna be very upset. But whoever does win this election, you'll hear it. But Casey, some, some said that they're not gonna fix everything. Uh, you can argue they're gonna do a better job. I, I get that, and this is why you're gonna vote. But if you think they're going to solve everything and make every promise, uh, nope, it's not going to happen. It's going to take hearts. It's going to take hearts of people though, with Jesus in the hearts to really make the change. But go ahead, one done. You know, one of the things I love about that story, excuse me, about Peter and, and walking on water is he had the courage to get out of the boat. Yeah. You know, he's in, he's right. in the middle of this storm. And uh, there's got to be everything in his nature saying, what are you doing getting out of this boat? And he still had the courage to get out and he took a few steps and then his worries overtook him. And, and you know, Casey, I know you were struggling leading up whether you should even preach or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that a few weeks ago on, on Fry Dudes here. And here again, you had the courage to even to get out of the boat and to get up there. And even beforehand, you said, like you said, right in the room, you went blank. Right. And you still had the courage. Um, and that's. That's that shouldn't be lost. I guess is my point. Yeah. So yeah. on that on that topic, uh, when I was driving to the church, like I said, I was so empty, and and to me, I was thinking this this isn't good, God. Like this this is bad. And as I was telling the guys before we started recording, this thought of why do bad things happen to good people has been echoing through my mind and this thought of what does it mean for bad to happen? And so for me, it was bad that I was feeling empty and I just felt this whisper on the way to church of Casey, this isn't a curse. This is a gift. Now I want you to share it. And so when I got up there, I just told them I wasn't planning on saying it, but I just told the students, like, I don't feel God right now. I feel empty. I feel like he's distant. And I don't know. So I start thinking about the apostles. Like if the apostles lives were so perfect, as soon, like if they would have been so perfect, as soon as they started following Jesus, what good would they, what good would their stories be to us in our times of need? 
they would be useless to us because they would discourage us because it'd be like, man, they walk so perfectly and nothing bad ever happened to them. But instead, God's like, no, you're going to be just like my son. I sent my son so that he could be a bruised shepherd so that he could reach out and, and empathize with his bruised sheep. So why should we as his followers expect anything different? That's right. We should expect to be bruised, but be vulnerable with it. That's exactly right. Good coming out of the bad. Uh, the opportunities to, to do something great. Many listeners are supposed to be doing something. You're worried about it. What's going to be the outcome? Um, but if it's if it's a noble if it's a noble attempt, uh, for example, speaking on stage at a bunch of high schoolers, right? Just trying to share hope and light and encouragement. To think of it, Casey, now you're not going up there. I I can't imagine it. So um, I, I'm glad that carried through. Quip, you got something for us. Yeah, you know, you talk about anxiety or worry and stuff, but it's like, I just think about like my life in 2012, like, you know, when I got laid off in the pharmaceutical industry and stuff and just, I wasn't in a, in the, I didn't, I wasn't in a position where I could not worry. Okay. Like I, I I wasn't conditioned to not worry. I was in a place where I cared a lot about what people thought. I cared a lot about, you know, what my retirement, my future, hmm. things for myself, okay? That's just where I was at. I could have tried to say, okay, I'm not going to worry. It wouldn't have worked. It couldn't have worked, it, you know, and it didn't work. But God, what I did was I just kind of surrendered a little bit, and, you know, God allowed me to, you know, to be laid off for a while and then to get some, to have some jobs where my own physical safety was in danger and then, you know, to not make any money at all. And it's like, you know, it kind of shook me down a little bit. And it's like other people would have looked at that and would have been like, oh, my gosh, I would not want to go through that. But what happened to me is it kind of it kind of loosened things up a little bit. So then, you know, after, you know, six, seven, eight years, you know, now I don't feel anxiety. You know, like mm. it changed my focus. It changed my perspective. And that's why, you know, like Casey was saying, bad is people think certain things are bad. They're not. They get us in a. They condition us to to get in a place where we can accept Jesus's right. commands of not worry. Or, yeah, that's what I think. Or they might they might be bad at the moment, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, but then the question is, okay, God, what are you going to do with this? <laughs> where am I going to get stronger? Peter, you're absolutely stronger. You'd absolutely have more perspective versus someone that's spoiled. I'm just again envision the person that's spoiled their their their, their whole lives. They they don't appreciate things fully, right? You need to experience loss. You got to experience darkness in order to better appreciate light and better appreciate life. Howard, I saw you're on deck there, buddy. I want to make sure uh, you get in. I know you always got words of wisdom as well. I just keep going back to that the lesson that Casey taught about, you know, the God works for the good for your purpose, right? The, yep. the purpose he has for you yep. and worry. And so Casey's purpose was to share with the high school kids. And the last few times he shared, he was so Holy Spirit driven. He set a pretty high bar, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke through him and he could feel it. He cut it with a knife in the room. And this time my first impression was he looked like a professional speaker. Like it was so well put together and organized and like, I could tell it wasn't like Holy Spirit filled, but I did. It's I love seeing behind the curtain of like, you know, Nate's story and and Casey before you speak. Like it's so cool to see the message behind the curtain of God scaring you a little and reminding you that you need to rely on Him. But He put you in the perfect position of emptiness to craft 
a speech that really got through to some kids who were feeling empty, feeling like God wasn't around them, you know? And I just think that was so cool. And like, Tom, you're talking about your finances and like, it made me think when, you know, some people's purpose, God's purpose for them is to be filthy, stinking rich. So they can do a bunch of good things for the kingdom with that money. Some people would have the money and they wouldn't do those good things, you know, and some people are dirt poor so they can do things with the story or with their position that they wouldn't otherwise be able to do. It's like, you're perfectly made for the position God made you to be in. And just to give, give him praise the same if you're rich or if you're poor was what really sinks in and blows me away. So when, you know, when, when you had all that money and lost it, it just makes me think about, okay, the, the purpose of, of this in the end and who, who's going to be guided through your story. I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm thankful even for those scary times. Yeah, thanks, Hot Rod. You're absolutely right. I Believe me, I, there's there's more to the story coming up. And each one of you has some pretty, very interesting stuff. Vaquero, I see I got you on deck, my man. Uh, boy, does Vaquero got stuff to, to teach you with. And mine, young couples especially, younger people, uh, there's more to my story. We'll share more of it later on too. But number one thing is stay away from debt as much as you can. Um, that, 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 that's definitely a part of it. The Bible flat out says you are, when you're in debt, you're a slave to the lender. And that is very true, especially when you don't make as much money as you used to. Absolutely true. So anyway, continuing on, Vaquero, poet, I love having you back, my man. Welcome back Thank to Fry Dudes. Yeah, I know you got words of wisdom. Go, brother. Um, so two things, Casey, in the, the story of Peter walking on the water that I haven't thought of until this morning in listening to you describe it is we place our faith in things that we believe are real. Um, so when Peter was walking on the water, he believed that God was greater than the physical realm. Because he was walking above water, which is not possible. And then it says that he took his eyes off of Jesus. Well, where did his eyes go? His eyes went back to the water. And he looked down and he, and he thought to himself, well, this water and these natural elements are more real than God. Hmm. So I'm going to choose to believe in that instead. And so it that lack of faith in God in that moment isn't that clean. I think, I think he was really saying my belief in these waves is bigger because I can see them and touch them and feel them. And so that's more real than God's promise. So that's the first thing is like, we don't really ask the question, where did his eyes go? Well, I think his eyes just went to the water. And then the second part I've never huh. asked the question is, how did those waves show up? It wasn't like the weather forecast called for walking on water with a you know, 80% chance of a windstorm. So you have to ask yourself the question, was that part of the plan from the beginning? Mm. And as we're talking about it, I'm realizing the answer is yes, because Peter was like, Jesus, I believe, I believe, I believe, like I've got all the faith in the world. And Jesus 
used that example of, I, th- I believe your sincerity, but let me show you how weak your faith actually is. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is stir up a little bit of waves. You're literally looking me in the face. And all I have to do is give you a couple of waves and a little bit of wind. And all of your faith is going to evaporate. That's how fragile it is. And I've never thought of that before. That's awesome. Poet by Carol, man. I love you. Thank you. That's deep take. Casey, did you add anything else? Otherwise, uh, we're going to wrap here pretty soon. Anyone else will make challenge. Yeah. So in my talk on, in my talk on Wednesday, I mentioned how life is like a marathon and the difficulties actually add to the joy when you finally reach that finish line. Like when you look back and you see, you see what you've come through and how you actually endured. And now it's over and you made it to that finish line and you watch God show up time and time and time again along the course. And you finally make it that stirs up worship in you. The pain actually stirs up worship in you. Now, one thing that I forgot to share is if you if you are constantly having your face pressed against your phone and you're and you're paying more attention to TikTok or Instagram or Twitter or the news mm-hmm. or trying to disassociate from the world by constantly being uh, engaged in Netflix, most of the world, ra- rather than rather than actually getting on your knees and talking to your father or digging into his word and letting him talk to you, you're going to lose sight of the finish line. The finish line is our Lord and Savior with pierced hands who actually suffered for us, who is standing right next to us, but we're going to lose sight of what is to come. And we're going to lose sight of that finish line. And then when you lose sight of the finish line, you lose hope in what you're actually fighting for. And so I can just encourage you, if you're feeling worried today, reach out to people around you because you need a crew to run with, but also reach out to God and actually start opening up his word and dig in and don't read it just to read it. Mm. Actually take your time and just salivate over it and meditate on it. And that's where the worry can start to drift. And it might take days, it might take weeks, it might take years for you to get out of that hole, but it's going to be one step at a time before you get to that finish line. Perfect. Jogging Jesus, thank you. It's a perfect note to end on. Thank you so much, everybody. Word. Joker mentioned last week 4-8. You, you need to fill 4-8 it. I'll say, I'll add on a little bit onto that. I'll say you have to 4-6-8 it. Philippians 4, 6-8. Do not worry about anything. Pray about everything. There is your worship instead of worry mindset, by the way. Turn every time worry sets in, you start turning into worship, you start praying, you start lifting it. Lift up what you don't like. Give thanks for what is worthy. If you do that enough, you will experience God's peace. If you listen to Fry Dudes long enough, you'll know we we believe God put us on this earth to lean and need others at times. So find your group of people that think like Marcus and Casey and Rod and G, Nate, Milk, Peter, etc., Joker. Find the positive voices in your life and minimize those negative voices that are causing you to worry. That may mean less social media as well. You've also known we keep, we'll offer it again, we'll offer it again. 
And that is, if you're looking for that positive group, if you need someone like that, just hit us up at frydudes.com, put it in the message there, and we will absolutely help and encourage you. Also, when it comes to leaning on others, that includes doctors, by the way, it, it, a doctor, psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, I've used them all. And I give God thanks for those trained to help heal. If you were digging on what Dr. Crawford Loritz was uh, dishing, yes, here's the details for the rest of that message. Uh, you can go back to uh, southwest.com at well. Man, that, man, they have been pumping up some great stuff lately. It's uh, entitled A Special Message from Dr. Crawford Loritz, and it was published on October 5th, 2020. Ending on a song note, Hot Rod striking again with this recommendation, a fun light song for what doesn't seem sometimes so fun times, but it's not super deep. It's, it's, it's uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy, otherwise known as The Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Everything's going to be all right. And for some of you, I know that may be hard to believe. This is where taking a chance and faith comes in. Jesus promises tough times for the best of the best on this broken planet and everyone else but also promises an amazing life away from sickness, tears, and hate. This is where it will ultimately not just be all right, it will be amazing. Now, go, keep going, keep praying, keep lifting those worries, keep finding the right hearts to encourage you, keep your head up, much love. This morning